It's your boy DJ High, money, the motherfucking DJ without no motherfucking turntables. I'm KLD's babysitter, though, with the shop, Mr. Will Kill, your motherfucking ass. Mr. Mr. I think I need help. Just tell the barrel told you, wait, come back, kill yourself. You are now listening to E, you lives on podcast, aka Hard Money Podcast, and I'm your motherfucking host, Hard Money. You did? I want to start this one off. Bye. I gotta do a moment of silence with my nigga, man. My OG. DMX. Get a moment of silence for DMX. Rest in peace to the dog, man. Rest in peace to the motherfucking dog, man. Him. The big DOG, man. Him. So, man, I want to do this episode about DMX, man. You hear me? The X, if you really listen to X, man, X was a was a was a a young man that was that was battling, you know what I'm saying, with himself. This man was battling with himself. He had a lot of demons inside of him. You feel what I'm saying? The man was battling with himself. See, most people be like, damn, man. Man, I be battling, I got demons I be battling with. But them demons are inside you. You battling with yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you remember that you're God's child, you'll be able to fight them demons off of you. You hear me? And that's what X tried to do. That's the type of shit X tried to do. If you know X, X gonna give that shit to you. I mean, that gutter shit. He gonna stop. He gonna cry. He gonna give you this more of that gutter shit. He gonna sit back. Y'all gonna pray together. He gonna give you some more of that gutter shit. And then he gonna, you know what I'm saying, see y'all for, you know what I'm saying, for where I'm home. Y'all probably pray again on some shit. See, X, he really was the type of guy, like, by any means necessary type of cat. I honestly see X as like a, a Malcolm X. With a drug problem. You hear me? I honestly see DMX as a Malcolm X with a drug problem. See, I know what y'all think. I know what y'all think. Y'all think about when I when nigga was red, you know what I'm saying? When Malcolm X, when they was still calling Malcolm X red and shit, right? Y'all was talking about, he was on drugs then, he had a drug problem then. True enough, but Red is, wasn't like wasn't on DMX level. And and I don't mean like level like such as legendary or or or, or, or the shit that he done did, you know what I'm saying, as a man, I mean like on his level as far as drug abuse. And if you honestly uh y'all go back and listen to uh uh Ty, Ty, uh, Ty Will, Ty, what's the nigga name? Uh, Ty Lee Kweli? Some shit like that. I fucked you, bro. I don't mean to disrespect your name. Just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to put them up, you know what I'm saying? Put them up on game about my nigga. If y'all go back and look at the interview with them niggas did together, right? And listen to the story how he got introduced to crack. Should've make you cry. This should've make you cry, man. And that interview, that's one of his last interviews too, bro. If not his last. That might have been his last interview. You know what I'm saying? If not his last, that's one of his last interviews. And he was sitting back. It's crazy because I sat back and I, I, I bought books and everything. This before he passed away. 
because I was a huge fan of X. So I said back and I, I, I bought books. You know what I'm saying? And I think he might have been on there talking about his book too, but this we jumped to the book, you know what I'm saying? Uh, earlier though, you know what I'm saying? Earlier, uh, either, either, either early, uh, he, the book bit out, more like that. But they was referencing, they was referencing certain things about the book. So that's why I was really like, you know what I'm saying? If you go back and you watch the interview, you know what I'm saying? You could, just, you could actually, the interview was basically telling you everything about what happened to my man. And he was, and it's coming strictly for him. You know what I'm saying? But the book is fucking amazing because it, it tells you stories and shit about when, um, in the books, it, 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 it actually shows like his situation with dogs. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 he, he had broke down what led to his fascination with dogs, right? And, uh, This one, this one little, this one little scene kept, uh, you know what I'm saying, coming out to me, right? He said it was him and his homeboy. Don't remember his homeboy name. Uh, I think the dog name was uh, Boomer, but it might not have been Boomer because I know the nigga said something about, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it was Boomer, but it might have been Boomer. I don't know. To everybody don't know what the fuck, who the fuck I'm talking about. That's what his dog name. One of his legendary dogs, it's the dog he got tattooed on his back. Boom. And uh, so, anyway, he was a young nigga, man. He see this man, pre-damn pit bull, right? And he said, one thing about him is he was just steal shit. He was a real known, like, he was a well known stick-up kid. Everybody knew this nigga was a robber. Everybody knew, because the nigga robbed out. Birthface. What a dog, nigga. What a dog, nigga. This nigga will walk up on you, no knife, no nothing. With a fucking dog, nigga, and rob you. Yeah. So anyway, so they walking past the fucking, I think it was a fucking uh, junkyard. Walk past the junkyard, and makes these pretty ass pit bull. And he said he been eyeing it for a minute. He was just trying to see actually how, you know what I'm saying? He can get the bitch out the fence. Cause you gotta think about it. It's a fucking dog. He got to jump over the fence to get the fucking dog. Then he got to get the dog back over the fence and dig himself back over the fence. You understand what I'm saying? Long story short, this nigga ended up getting the fucking dog, nigga. He said it took him about damn that half a day to get that damn dog. You remember some, some hours or some shit like that, right? Nigga ended up getting the dog out, right? And so shit, he got a dog, he said he put a motherfucking, he, he, he said, uh, a tennis shoelace or some type of string. You know what I'm saying? He tired of riding a dog neck, so now he walking the dog to the house, right? He walking the dog home with him and shit. This nigga, take the dog into the house, to his mom's house. Take the dog in there. His mom's house, hell no. Can't take everything, dog, because the dog, dogs want to laugh, you know what I'm saying, in, in the ponds. Yeah. So, yeah, you gotta get the fuck dog up out of here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, mama, it took me half a day, dude, to get the goddamn dog. Hey, we gotta take that dog on, man. So he said, this nigga, you know what I'm saying? He's like, she was like, damn, man. So he felt some type of way, because he, 
First of all, he been he been eyeing the dog for a bit. He finally got the dog. You know, I say did all that work to get the dog. His mama said he can't have the dog, so he said fuck it. He went up to he went up in the motherfucking uh, kitchen, got two hot dogs. You hear me? Got two hot dogs. And and, and the nigga said he went up to the roof. You know what I'm saying? In spots like that, I think the nigga uh, came up in uh, New Jersey or some shit. Some part of the jerk. You know what I'm saying? Might have been Yonkers. I don't know. But anyway, so. I think Yonkers in New York. But anyway, so. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. So, I'm thinking too hard. So, look. The nigga go up to, you know, how, how up there, you know what I'm saying? Most of their rooftops be like, you know what I'm saying? They be like spots where you can actually walk over the roof or some shit. They, it ain't built like how other, you know what I'm saying, spots here. Well, you, you, you ain't no rooftop. We won't have rooftops. You know what I'm saying? We have fucking roofs. <laughs> so, uh, they on the rooftop and shit. And he said, man, he ain't tied the dog up to the motherfucking, uh, little, you know what? I guess it's kind of like, not a chimney. It's something like a chimney, though. Because all the little shit come out. Tied the dog up on that shit. And then he, uh, went to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Gave the dog, you know what I'm saying? Hot dog. He ain't have his little hot dog. Went to sleep, right? And he said he was woke up. He was uh, he was awoken by the maintenance man, right? You know what I'm saying? It's early this morning. The maintenance man wake him up. Maintenance man wake him up. She's like, hey, hey, man, hey, hey. Man, please, bro. I got, I got to go. I got to go do my job, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got to go do my job, bro. You know what I'm saying? He like, he he, he looking confused. She's like, why the fuck he waking me up to go do his damn job? Why he telling me he got to go do a job? No, they go to you. Go to go 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 do your job. Go to the elevator. They go do your job. He like, man, your dog won't let me pass, bro. Every time you know, so I get close, he get the bark and the snapping at me. Yeah. And he said that dog knew then. Once he came that hot dog came up there and slept with him, that dog knew then like this nigga gonna be right here for me, man. This gonna be my nigga. I'm gonna protect my nigga. My nigga gonna protect me, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, he seen that he was able, like he was able and he was willing. To, to, okay, bro, we on the same level. You ain't no dog. You know what I'm saying? On some real shit. Because he see he seen them as dogs, but they was more like, there was more family to him than anything. The dogs was more family to him than anything. You hear me? So, that just, that really showed basically what X was saying. Like, that really put them on the same, him and that dog on the same fucking level. And that dog understood that. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it. He just stole that damn dog, bro. You know what I'm saying? He don't know this damn dog. That damn dog don't know him. Yeah, but when X had actually made, took the effort and initiative to, to try to get to know the dog, fed the dog the damn hot dog, he got the other hot, they landed up there on the motherfucking roof together. Because his mama didn't allow the dog in the house. The dog basically, he the one really showed the nigga how smart dogs were. And I had wanted to start this off. With X and his dog for some reason, because that's one thing this man loved and cherished in this motherfucking world was his fucking dogs, bro. So, see what most people don't know with this man. He was robbing niggas for a long time, right? Him. He robbing niggas for a long time, right? And, uh, 
one day some shit, he had ended up robbing some nigga. That morning, or some shit. But he robbed a nigga, I'm talking about the nigga robbing so many niggas, girl faced it, bro. Dead. It's at a point now, you hear me? It's at a point now, like I said, niggas know who he is, niggas know what he do, you hear me? So, he got blamed for a robbery he didn't commit, right? And he got his ass whooped for it, right? Yeah. So let me tell you about this, right? All right. For what he said, that it was some young niggas, right? It was some young niggas. And they was, uh, you know what I'm saying, doing their damn thing. Like he was doing. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the only nigga robbing. He's a whole lot of niggas robbing out there. You hear me? But this young nigga had robbed this other young nigga for this chain. You hear me? These young niggas had robbed this other young nigga for his chain. And uh, just coincidence, these niggas ended up running through the lobby. You know what I'm saying? Or what, uh, what X was at. So DMX stayed in the lobby. So young niggas come running past DMX. You hear me? And the chain fall in the midst of the running. They ain't noticed it. X put it in his pocket. Yeah. X picked it up, put it in his pocket. So, but he did that shit, right? X did that shit, went by the bed, kept on doing what he was doing. Later on that day, the young nigga that got robbed. Nah, later on that day, they kept doing what he was doing, and the nigga. Kept hearing like some niggas was looking for him and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck nigga looking for me for? He said, because nigga said that you robbed him. It took his fucking necklace or some shit like that, right? Then he thinking like, nigga ain't nobody, I ain't robbed nobody. Sure as hell ain't robbed nobody for no necklace. So, The nigga had ended up, like, I bet, man. Them niggas know what they with me. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas see me, they know what they gotta do when we watch them, right? Boom. In the midst, I think in the midst of him talking, either in the midst of him talking, the niggas was coming up the hill, or the nigga had ended up running into them or some shit like that, right? So it was this part. I know that part. Sure, it was part. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, this is what happened. So, so, so the nigga was the nigga uncle came and, and, and got up with the nigga, right? He like, hey, my my nephew say, why my say, bro, the back for no motherfucking chain. You know what I'm saying? Who do I stand? You know what I'm saying? Somehow the niggas end up seeing the chain, and he was like. No, no, I felt that. I felt that chain. You know what I'm saying? I felt that chain. I'm little sure he had dropped it and I picked it up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that nigga robbed you for a little So he was like, man, my nephew said it was you. He was like, man, oh, man show me your motherfucking nephew, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, take me to your nephew, man. I can prove to you it wasn't me. Yeah. Like, all right, come on. Here the park. So they end up going to the park. Nephew see him. Yep, that's him. Yeah. And they beat the dog shit out of DMX. 
I'm talking about beat the dog shit out of him to the point where his mouth had to be wired shut. So technically, he was talking through the wire before. He was rapping through the wire before Kanye West. So X, he don't give his ass with real bad, boom, 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 boom. But he had ended up linking up with, uh, who the fuck did he link up with? Was it, was it them? Nah, because he was already rocking with it. When I say them, I mean Rough Rider, the, the niggas that found Rough Rider. I don't know if he was rapping for them, but he had to be rapping for a major artist or so, a major player, though. Uh, L.A. Coins, cuz. I said L.A. Coins. Uh, Larry Coins. Lyle Coins. Lyle Coins. Lionel, whatever fuck y'all wanna call him. Lyle Coins, though. Leo Coins, cuz. That's the nigga name. Some shit like that, cuz. The nigga that was founded over 300 is now the president over YouTube. That nigga. Him. Him. Um. He was spitting for him. But he was really took a little, he was spitting like this, dude. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to close, you can tell that you can you can hear me, but you really can't understand what the fuck I'm saying because I'm brain down. I'm brain down, you know what I'm saying? So they really could understand they could hear him. They knew he was hard, but his shit was real shit. So that nigga start to eh, pop pop. Pop them hoes, cause he do, he do. They fuck it. I'm finna give him the show. I don't give a fuck about shit I already heard. I'm finna go ahead, boom. That nigga popped all the fucking wires off his fucking mouth, nigga. Spin. Spin. Nigga end up getting signed. Yeah. I think I think he end up getting signed to Def Jam. Yeah. But the first time he got introduced to crack cocaine, I think, you know what I'm saying, I think he said he was like, he was a young nigga, cuz, he was like, could have been no older than 15, I think he was like 12, cuz, I think cuz like, it was between 12 and 15, cuz, and it was this OG nigga that, that he looked up to, you know what I mean? OG nigga that he, that he looked up to. And uh, he said the nigga name. I wouldn't say the nigga name. If y'all go read the book, you hear me? But this nigga he looked up to my he used to hit licks with the nigga and all this and that nigga showed him how to hustle, do, do, do all this and that, you hear me? How to survive, really, you hear me? And um, nigga really looked up to him like as a big brother, you hear me? And, and basically he passed brother Lace Blunt, you hear me? A Momo. And if y'all know what Momo is, Momo, to me, a Momo could be multiple things. If you mixing drugs with something that's smokable, so tobacco, weed, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. If you mixing drugs, any other drug with something that's smokable, that's a moment. So, for an example, if you take some tobacco and you put a little powder in there, that's a moment. If you take some weed and you you crush up some pills and you put you put the pills inside. That's a momo. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's just me. If you take some crack, 
and you put it inside a blunt, that's a momo. You know what I'm saying? All that. If you take a little H and you put that shit inside a cigarette and roll it up, that's a momo. But on this time, he, he passed a nigga Momo, which was, he, it was a joint. You know what I'm saying? A weed lace with crack cocaine. You give a young nigga at the age, like I said, he nigga could he could have, he was anywhere between the ages of 12 to 15 years old. You give a young nigga something like that at that age, just only imagine. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck is going to do to them for the rest of their life? That's a drug that you can't kick. That's just like a bitch had to you age. You can't get rid of that. No matter how hard you try, you can't get rid of that. And for a man, because he said the dude was a lot older than him. He, I know for sure he was an adult. So he had to be like, I'm going to say anywhere from between 24 and 30. So my nigga. Your life, you have already started a foundation. And what I mean by that is, by you being the age, anywhere between the ages of 24 and 30, your youth is gone. you never get that back. They're still a baby. It's bad enough you sitting out here not saying that XX didn't want X did. X wanted to be down. X wanted to be out there in the streets doing everything that you was out there doing. That's a baby though, man. That's a baby. You know, it's like just sit back and think about this shit. Anywhere from between us anywhere from between the age of twelve and fifteen, that's still a baby. That's still a child. You know motherfuckers still to this day. Like, even when you 18, you're still a teenager. Like, 19, you're still a teenager, bro. You dig what I'm saying? Even when you turn 20, people still, you like, still like, uh-huh. When you're borderline, like, you still like, you know, the motherfuckers really don't consider you grown until you're like 21 now. You know they changed, at least in this part of Tennessee. They changed the uh, the age you have to be to buy tobacco products, which means, see, before it was 18. Now you have to be 21 in order to buy tobacco products, bro. So you have to be the same age to drink, if I'm not mistaken. I think they said they pulled the drinking age up, too. I could be wrong. I'm well past, well, you know, so I'm well past that age, so I don't. I'm not sure what what's the limits now, but I had something like that. If they gonna pull the, the tobacco limit up, they have to pull. You know what I'm saying? The drinking up about look, leave 25. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But just imagine you've been growing up all these years, and for all these years, have been 18 to buy tobacco and 21 to drink, and now they just changed and they pushed the law for it to be you got to be 21 in order to buy tobacco products. <laughs> That shows like you still a child, you still can't really make decisions on your own at that age. And this young man was between the ages of 12 and 14, man. All it took for bro, all it really took for bro to do is to say, like, 
Nah, little bro, don't fuck with this shit, little bro. Shit, fuck your life up for forever, little bro. Instead of having that tune, bro. Like, for what I saw with X, man, I mean, for what I saw with X, man, what I read in the books and shit, that man was, that man was fighting himself, man. The the intro of Belly was one of his actual poems that he wrote to himself. I sold my soul to the devil. Yeah. The cost was cheap. I didn't need it anyway. You hear me? That's how. Come on, man. It's a man fighting within himself. See, I remember I had said a line in one of my songs. I said, her religion is me, but her soul go. Baby got wings like an angel. Watch her break down the cocaine. And snow the white off her halo. But this young man said, I sold my soul to the devil. Yup, the price was cheap. Him. He let you know. He let you know. Even when he sold his soul to the devil, guess what? He really get shit back from it. He get shit back from it, nigga. Nothing but heartache and pain. And if y'all think he's actually doing this shit for the hustle. Like, from what I've seen, I... I, I I don't know exactly like how close he was with his family, but he loved them. I can see that. For any man, for any man that that, that will that will go on national television and do therapy with your family, you have to love him. He was still fighting demons though, man. He was still fighting demons though, man. You know what I'm saying? So none of us is perfect. None of us are perfect, but, but what I'm saying, though, like, he was willing to go on national television, though, and do therapy with his family. That was some bullshit, cuz. That was some bullshit. You dig what I'm saying? At least he tried. You dig what I'm saying? And, like, and I used to sit back and look at look at the relationship that him and his son had, like, you know, even him and his kids, period. You hear me? I was like, damn, ex, you hear me? Like, you hear me? And they made they it paid the ex to look like a fucking, you know what I'm saying, Alamo trying up. He probably was, but at the same time though, like they really it really showed me like like he was trying, at least trying though. You hear me? And it also showed me like from the looks of things he probably was still using too. Yeah. But I don't want y'all to remember X for for his his wrong his wrongdoing. Because then wouldn't even be cool. Yeah. They wouldn't even be cool. Like we finna first we finna start off for um all DMX's number ones, right? We're going to do DMX number one. 
It say DMX billboards, right? His number ones. 15 songs with number one. 15 of DMX songs with number one. You hear me? Do you hear me? 15. 2000. In the year 2000. It was April the 21st. The year 2000. He went number one. Now it peaked. It peaked the position of 27. Now. Let's see. He had no number one hit. Okay. This peaked at 27 right here. Right. The number 27. It charted for uh, 21 weeks. You hear me? Let me view the whole thing. Y'all got my nigga there. That's fucked up now. Okay. Party up here. Y'all know this, right? Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Y'all lie, bro. Y'all got to be lying, bro. Okay, so party up here peaked at 27 on uh on April the 21st 2000 what they want what he knew oh, oh, nigga. it peaked at number 49 on uh September 2 uh September the 22nd 2000 right get at me dog that peaked at no say get at me dog get at me dog y'all know that get at me dog that peaked at uh, number 39 on May 22nd, 1998. Money Power Spit. That was the locks featuring Lil' Kim and DMX. That peaked at number 17 on uh, May the 15th, 1998. X go give it to him. He gonna give it to you. X go give it to you. Peaked at number 60. On April the 4th, 2003. You hear me? Turn it up. I do my research. I'll turn it up. Turn it up. Young Juan. Featuring DMX, Lil Flip, and David Banner. They peaked at number 76 on May the 21st, 2004. Who we be? I think that's this song, right? That jump peaked at. Uh, Number 60. <sighs> On November the 23rd, 2001. What's my name? What's my name? DMX. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? They peaked at number 67. On February 11, 2000. You know what I'm saying? What's happening? Good to be. How's it going down? On and on and I got to know now. Featuring Faith Evans. That peaked at number 70. On um, November 13th, 
Do you feature, I mean, Funk Flex featuring DMX peaked at number 91 on um, December the 1st, 2000? Not the move but the money. Featuring Mike, Mike Geronimo. I mean, Mike Geronimo featuring DMX and Black Rod. That peaked at number 70 on February 20, 1998. Stop Being Greedy by DMX peaked at number 79 on um, September the 4th, 1998. Rough Riders Anthem peaked at number 94 on February 19, 1999. And this is the these the, the charts from uh Billboards, right? You know what I'm saying? Billboards. So he he plays twenty seven, you know, some time. So it's say his biggest hits. Let's see what they say his biggest hits was. And all this shit is, is billboards. He was born on uh, April night, just to let you know. God how the fuck y'all uh he say DMX curves out of major placement of uh, chart history for himself. He has five, his first five albums is Dark and Hell is Hot, 1998, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, 1999, and then it was X2000, The Great Depression, 2001, and Grind Camp, 2003, debuted, all debuted in number one. On Billboard, on Billboard's 200 chart, I mean album chart, making him the first artist to see his fifth. Okay, but these was albums, so you try to tell me he didn't have no number one. Posted between to Mr. Ryan, Okay, so I guess he didn't have no number one, like, um, singles. I guess he had no number one singles, but he had number one albums. I guess it's a lot better than having number one singles. How about nigga? <laughs> this nigga had five number one uh, debut albums, man. That's history, man. That's history, man. And look. We go, um, we go, um, speak about all his movies and shit, cause his movies and shit was, was legendary too. Um, let me look the movies up so I can know, like, for sure, for sure, exactly all the movies that this man was in, cause he played in quite a few movies as well. 
Uh, I got a couple on my head, but I want to start from the beginning. Let me start from the beginning. Okay. Start. You know what I'm saying? So, hold on. Damn, didn't miss play the quite a few little movies now. Damn, man, she played all these damn movies that guy. I know for sure he played all these motherfuckers. Exit one. You know what I'm saying? I feel, who the fuck? They look like, is that uh, Steve Seagal? It look like Steve Seagal. So he played the exit wound with Steve Seagal. He played the fast and the death race. Oh, okay, death race right at the idea back. He played it uh, from the credit to the grave, Jet Lee. Romeo Must Die, Jet Lee, Belly. Uh, Steve Seagal, Be on the Law. Death Troll. Jump Out Boys. Pimp. Chronicles of a Serial Killer, Big Pun Legendary, uh, Big Pun The Legacy, Backstage, Top 5, Hip Hop Story The Movie. So let's count them into there. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It's a lot, man. It's a lot, man. Like he laid down his groundwork, he did his thing, man. God, please rest his soul. You have now been listening to Ian You Lives on Podcast, aka Hard Money Podcast. I'm your host, Hard Money. And I want y'all niggas to know, man, we lost a legend today, man. You know what I'm saying? Where do you rank? Where do you rank DMX and your motherfucking uh, goats, man? Because he for sure he going to be a goat. He was a goat when he was living. So, with that being said, where do you rank them, man? In your top 10, where do DMX fall? In your top 10, where do DMX fall, man? You hear me? I'm at this bitch. Go!